0: Welcome back to the Express Yourself Black Man podcast. My name is Kizzle or Kofi, and I'm a 23-year-old mental health advocate, public speaker, and founder of a Kizzle Brand, which is a project aimed at raising awareness for depression and helping people through difficult times. Studies show that on average, men lose 2.8 years of their life when they're under heavy stress. The point of this podcast is for me to gain those 2.8 years back. As a black man, society often tries to tell me what I can, can't do, or talk about which can often leave me feeling trapped. And so this podcast is my release. All right, I'm here with David. Uh, so David, just 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 quickly introduce yourself, bro. Just give me a little background about, you know, who you are so the people know.
1: Uh, my name is David, obviously just said that. I am roughly 25 years old. I'm an EMT slash electrical worker. That's basically it for right now. I'm, oh, and a drummer. But
0: yeah, nah, I nah, don't, don't, don't try and know. Nah, nah, I see you. I've been seeing you on IG. Oh, your yeah, Drumming posts and all that stuff, bro. Don't even try and fan it like you don't. You be doing it, bro. Stop. You lit. You lit, bro. I'll be peeping it. You lit, man. All right, bro. So first of all, just to give you a little bit more background, on David, man, like when I first started Akizu Brand, that's first of all, Akizu Brand is where, you know, Express Yourself Black Man kind of came from. Cause I started a Kizzle brand like three years ago. And when I started a Kizzle brand, like, I just remember David would be supporting. Like, he would just, you know, he would buy whatever yep. I put out. And then, like, he would hit me up like, yo, bro, this is dope. This is lit. And that's not normal. Like, normally when you put something out, like, as much as you want everybody to support and just be about it, everybody not like that. And David and I didn't even have the best relationship, to be honest. Like, I knew David. Was- I only knew David because I knew... <laughs> His cousin Steve, and so we follow each other on IG, and I don't even think we had even met in person, but we just knew. Not, nope. Yeah, we knew each other, and we just like, yo, he mess with me, I mess with him, and so that's one thing for y'all. If y'all starting a business or anything, y'all have anybody that's like, y'all have any Davids that's just like those rare supporters. Y'all gotta keep them close, man. Because I've kept David close, and you know we talk here and there, bro. But now we. We really doing stuff together and I was getting lit, man. So just give y'all more, more, more background. This is a guy that's going to support. He'd be supporting everybody. It's not even just me. You'd be supporting yeah. everything, bro. Your man's be doing mm-hmm. photography. I'd be peeping that. And I only know your man's because you, you put, you know, you put your stuff, you, you put his stuff on. So like, and then your yeah. other man's does like clothing and stuff too. Like you support a lot, bro. And that's, that's yeah. what's up. That's what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to cultivate a culture like that, bro. So I respect it. I really do. So let's just take me through what happened last week, uh well the week before last week, like two weeks ago.
1: Oh, oh, um, someone one someone from my high school uh passed away and you know people were sharing it and it kind of like bothered me because they didn't know like how he died and it kind of like bothered me because it was like you sharing it, but you don't know what happened and i'm hitting people up because you know i seen them in the hallway it's high school you're gonna see people see them in the hallway i say what's up sometimes he's a quiet kid so i'm trying to figure out what happened to him no one knew they were just sharing it just sharing it. it bothered me you know that that happened when you know my brother passed away nobody nobody knew but they was just sharing it
0: yeah you know And so, okay, so we were talking about that before the clubhouse Mm -hmm. and like you I remember, you remember what question you asked me?
1: Oh, why do I feel this way? Like, is is this normal for me to feel upset and and pissed off because what they doing was bothering me so much? Like, I had to ask you, like, is this is this normal for me to feel this way?
0: Right. So the reason so I say, yeah, bro, it's valid for you to feel this way because what's what's happening right now is you're being triggered. You're being reminded of what happened in the past. You can kind of talk about what it is that we're like the event. That you're that you're that you think about when you think about that situation that happened two weeks ago.
1: Yeah. So when when that happened, the first thing that popped up in my mind was the first horrible death, death experience that I ever been through was my brother Keen. When that happened with my brother Keen, I was in a car with my friend Deshaun and two shorties in the back. I literally text my brother that night make sure you get home safe. From whatever party he was coming from. And I'm on my way to Six Flags. Right. And I'm on my way to Six Flags. Someone from high school was like, yo, is your cousin okay? And I'm like, Cousin, we need what cousin? And she was like, Oh, Akeem, like everyone keeps saying he died. And I just want to know if he's okay. I had to correct her, like, nah, this is my brother you're talking about. Akeem is not my cousin, but right. he's fine. I texted him last night. He should be good. I'm like, uh, okay. What's going on? So I'm like, all right, nothing happened. It's cool. It's whatever. So going about my day, going about my day, and then I'm looking at his, like, profile. Everyone seen he died, he died, he died. Oh, Joaquin this, Why Joaquin that. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? My ex called me, and first off, she called me spazzed about the girls in the back. Mind you, we've been, like, we wasn't together for, like, probably, like, a year and some change. And you're mad about girls in the back of the car. So I was like, all right, she got to get off my phone. Hung up the phone with her, and she calls me back. I banged it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear it again. Right. But she texted me she was like, nah, this is important. I need you to pick up for real. This is serious. So I was like, all right, let me pick up. Right. She calls me and I turn on the music, put it on speaker. I'm like, what happened? She's like, listen, I know I was spazzing earlier, but this is about your brother. And I'm like, you talking about all that post on his um his page. And she was like, yeah, Um, he died. You know, obviously I've been with her for almost like three years. So I knew when she was serious. So right. when she said that, everything went black and white. Literally, I was stuck. And then I felt like someone touched my soul and ripped my soul in half. Because I literally called my brother literally my other half. That mm-hmm. was my other half. Like... Mm-hmm. We was, if you see came, you see me. The only time you didn't see us is high school because we went separate ways. But other than right. that, public school, middle school, we was together.
0: That was it, man. And
1: she told me that I felt hurt that this happened. You get what I'm saying? I still didn't want to believe it, but that felt real. I really felt like something touched me and ripped me, ripped my soul in half. So I'm like, what is going on? So I was like, nah, I got to call, I got to call his mom. I gotta call his mom. She's the only one that's gonna tell me the truth. I gotta call his mom because I don't, I, right now, I don't believe it, but I felt that it was real. Right. So I had tears coming out down my face and I am punching on the pageant side. I'm punching where the airbag is at. And they showing us like, what's happened? I was like, my brother's gone, my brother's gone. I'm punching, I'm punching. I don't wanna believe it. We get to Six Flags. He parked up. I got out the car, walked away, and I called my cousin, my cousin Terrence. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out if anybody knows anything, he would know as well. When I called him, he couldn't even speak. He's all messed up, yelling, crying. And I said, yeah, this, this is happening. Like, okay. I lost my brother. I lost my childhood friend, my first best friend. I lost everything. My mm-hmm. childhood is gone. That's what I kept saying. Mm-hmm. And I hung up the phone on him, and I'm trying to call his mom. I'm trying to call his mom's mom. i mom, not picking up. And I'm like, okay, who else to call? So I'll call my mother,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? And obviously, when I called my mom, I told her what happened. And she told me, you know, um, calm down because I'm yelling on the phone. So calm down. You're in public. Wipe your tears. You're not supposed to be doing all that stuff out there. You're in Six Flags. Relax. Calm down. When she told me to do that, I literally stopped crying. Honestly, Kofi, that moment when I got off the phone with my mom, mm-hmm. I didn't know what happened. I didn't know where I was. Honestly,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I didn't know where I was. I just kept walking. I think I put my phone on do not disturb. I didn't want to hear from nobody. My phone blowing up, people texting me, people calling me. And it's from random people trying to figure out what happened. And I didn't want to say nothing. I didn't want to hear about it, none of that stuff. Fast forward, I somehow ended up you know, finding my friends. I know for a fact, when I looked at my text messages, I had told they Sean not to tell the rest of them what was going on right the group was asking me you're right you're right and I'm like yeah, I'm fine you know what I'm saying everyone's mm-hmm. in the front I'm just solely following
0: behind them but why but why and- right, let's stop right there though why did you say you're mm-hmm. fine you knew you weren't fine like you, you're because- explaining to me right now you knew yeah, you yeah. weren't fine why why did you say that
1: I think my mom, because when my mom told me I'm in public mm. and stuff like that, I felt mm. like, OK, I
0: can't
1: I can't really show everybody what's really going to happen after I say I'm not fine. Because after that, I'm dropping to the floor. I'm crying like a baby, like straight up. Right. You know what so, I'm saying?
0: So Dang. So let's let's rewind real quick. So your mom says, mm-hmm. hey, you in public, for lack of better words, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. She said kind of suck it mm-hmm. up. Suck it up. You're in public. Basically, yeah. You're not supposed to act can't do that, that. man. Mm-hmm. And so you took that and you kind of started to internalize what you were dealing with. Mm-hmm. So when people are coming to you, they're genuinely concerned for your well-being. You can't yeah. even acknowledge your emotions because you're dealing with the I'm in public. I need to basically toughen up. Yep. And put on a show.
1: Mm-hmm. That's oh, exactly what I did.
0: Oh, man. OK, so let's keep going.
1: Honestly, I don't even know what time it was. I don't know the sun was setting; his nighttime now. All of a sudden, I just look up in the sky, and I'm like, "All I said in my head: I wonder if he's sad." Literally said this straight up. I wonder if he's sad, and mm-hmm. it started to rain, mm-hmm. and it that right there blew my mind. Now mm-hmm. everyone is everyone ran. They ran to get some shelter because it's raining. Mm-hmm. I'm standing in the middle of the rain, looking up in the sky, and I kind of felt kind of happy because it's like he's still with me but in a different form right everyone looking at me like oh david get out the rain get out the rain and i did not move i'm mm-hmm. looking up like yeah this is happening
2: mm-hmm. but
1: then i really i snapped back into it and i'm like okay let me go back Nobody saying nothing to me because i just kept saying i'm fine so now we go home we on our way back to brooklyn and oh man a moment Deshaun parked his infinity car
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I got out that car, bro Uh I looked down the block And all I can see is images Of me and Akeem walking down this same block Every single day From public school Middle school after school, summer camp, you name it, we was together. And I just see images right. of every age that we was together. All that down the block. The moment they shard turn that corner, I was outside crying.
0: You're right. Because you, you can't cry in front yeah. of you. You can't cry in front of
1: you. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) I let it loose. And when I got in the house, it was pretty late. No one's up. And I just played the last gospel song that I thought about my brother when I was in church, which was Mm. Everlasting God. Mm -hmm. So I played that song. And the moment I played that song, I broke down even more, Kofi. Like, what I mean? I'm laying there. I felt like my tears couldn't stop. It's just like, I got to get water because I feel like I'm losing too much. <laughs> losing right. T- like, I'm losing my mind.
0: I'm like. <laughs> you crying so much. You feel like you're out, you you're out, you're losing your water intake?
1: Basically. So I go get a glass of water, bro. I pour the glass. I'm, I'm getting a glass of water, man. I pour the water, man. I'm drinking the water. I'm drinking and crying. I'm like, all this right, stay working. This is I'm, I'm working backwards, basically, here. Mm-hmm. So I laid in bed. I'm just like, nah, this is not happening. And I couldn't sleep, honestly. I didn't sleep that day. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep at all. I got a text message from one of his friends saying that he was doing a candle lighting. I believe it was the next day. And I'm like, right, I'm, out. I'm outside. Like, I got to go there. When I got there, I was like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to face this friend? How are they going to react? All these things are coming in my head. I'm walking, I'm walking in the park. And all I remember was JD. JD ran to me and gave me a hug. And I'm just like, I felt. Relieve a little bit Like And I felt like My brother used her For that moment Like look listen I'm still here Mm
0: -hmm. Why did you feel relieved?
1: I felt relieved Because When the moment She gave me a hug I needed that Mm -hmm. I needed that The moment I found out That he passed away I needed a hug
0: oh man i was about to say <laughs> what if you were at six flags right like let's play this back mm. what if you were at six flags you had the conversation with your mom your mom was like you know it's okay for you to cry it's okay mm. for you to be sad and then when everybody asks you hey are you okay you go and say nah i'm not okay and then they gave you a hug how do you think things would have played out then if, they, if that i
1: i would have probably felt probably like 10 pounds lighter mm. because mm. i felt like i was carrying a load literally on my back me saying i'm fine was the heaviest load i ever had in my life right. and i had a decent amount of friends there if we would have did that group hug mm-hmm. oh man i'd have mm-hmm. probably felt good I'd probably solid. Felt.
0: not to say that mm-hmm. you wouldn't have been upset and still sad but that you know that weight of having you know all of that internalized all of those internalized emotions you would have been able to get that out mm-hmm. and it would allow you yeah. to really go through with your grieving process
1: right exactly so, that, continue
0: on. So, I see JD and yeah. she gives you a hug. You, you're what you were his yeah. friends.
1: So, when she gave me a hug, mm. I felt like it was literally from him. Mm. I held. Her- onto her man and it felt so good mm-hmm. to a point where i my i my vision literally came back and i seen so many of his friends in the park i'm like whoa mm-hmm. <laughs> who are these people <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: i didn't know King knew all these people wait mm-hmm. a minute Tom, out everyone is there and i'm like whoa like okay i think i know what you're saying keem i think mm-hmm. i know what you're saying even though you're not here mm-hmm. these people going to have your back no matter what. Right. So I was like, okay, okay, all right, I can do this. No problem. Everyone else crying, moping, all like I don't have a tip.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't know why, but I still feel like I was still saying I'm fine.
0: You probably, yeah, but, you probably were. And you yeah. were still internalizing that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not outwardly, but inwardly, you know, the way you speak to yourself is very important in those situations. So if you're telling yourself you're fine, you're not really grieving yet, you're still right not you're still not accepting what's going on you still didn't really accept in my eyes you probably still didn't really accept what was happening
1: right and then mm-hmm. all i hear was oh can we get some words from his brother or you know close family member and stuff like that that's all i heard and i'm like oh mm-hmm. oh okay you know i was freestyling basically i was just basically saying it was beautiful to see all these people here i didn't know he knew all these people and we may have lost one but it seems like we gain a lot here mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is just beautiful And that's how I knew so many people because my brother knew so many people. When that happened, now it's time to go home. I was in a train station. It was me, a couple of my old friends. We were standing in a circle, um, charlie pointed out i was like yo uh there's a space in a circle and we all got quieted and look at, at that space like oh and then he said it was like i think King was supposed to stand here king was supposed to be here and then he gets all emotional and everyone else getting all emotional and david is still not crying mm-hmm. for some reason i am still holding back my tears so i'm like okay mm-hmm. ah, right. yeah we're gonna miss him we're gonna miss him for real man mm-hmm. oh there's a train let's go let's, let's go on the train like you know mm-hmm. everyone's still standing inside i'm like nobody want to move move yet Mm -hmm. i'm only one that left i'm like i can't i can't do this right now right now y'all 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 let's let's go so Mm -hmm. then they finally go on the train we go home and then i'm back in my room in the dark nobody's up Mm -hmm. and here come the tears again i'm crying again i'm playing the same song and this time i finally get some sleep Mm -hmm. i fall asleep and then literally i had a dream about my brother Mm -hmm. now i'm like yelling at him What happened? Why are you not here? What's going on? And he got this nice suit on. It was literally, was black, gold tie, right? Mm -hmm. And the more he backed up, the color changed. Like, the color of the suit changed. Mm -hmm. And he's smiling, and I'm chasing this man. I'm hard ass and straight to him. Mm-hmm. I'm running. After I run, he disappears in front of me, touch mm-hmm. me on the shoulder mm-hmm. and say, Thank you for everything. And I'm like asking him, What do you mean? What do you mean? Come back. Thank you for everything. That's the only words he's saying. And I'm like, What is going on? And he just kept saying that and saying that and saying that. And I eventually woke up. I woke up and I'm shocked. And I'm like, should I tell people that he visited me? I think I should keep this to myself or tell somebody. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I feel like I should say something. And I don't know who I told. I believe I wrote it in a post. I don't remember. When I did that, everyone else, literally, everyone else the name mother, yeah, King visit me. King did this. King... I'm like, okay, whoa. He's just visiting everybody now. All right. cool, No problem. <laughs> no problem. I, he's on a mission or something because <laughs> everyone's saying oh, that. Everyone, everyone's saying it. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, all right. I'll see mm. you, boy. You can... <laughs> Being in multiple spots now and stuff so mm-hmm. all right whatever So uh, hold on hold on
0: hold on real quick did you believe mm-hmm. did you believe them though
1: to me personally no uh, me no, being honest no. at that point i just wanted to, to delete <laughs>
0: my status or whatever
1: right. i said i just want to delete it and was like you know what cool
0: let me ask you a question did you feel like that was a special moment between you and keem and then that by everybody saying this happened to them too it kind of polluted it for you
1: hmm And it was like people I just met at the candlelight, you get what I'm saying? And everyone is like saying it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. You know, past that, we're going fast forward to the day of the funeral. That day, honestly, was probably the most scariest day of my life. I got to see my brother in a casket. Mm -hmm. So tough. Yeah. So his older brother drove right we in a car mm-hmm. and i'm like where are we going? so i was like hey Papucci, where are we going oh we going to see king i'm like oh that's when i my heart went from in my chest dropped straight down to my stomach
2: mm-hmm. and i'm
1: like oh okay why he was like yeah because i gotta see my brother in a in a form that i do not want to see him in."
0: right so would, would you and say you were ready for that or no
1: honestly i was not ready mm-hmm. for that at okay. all literally when that happened i looked at terrence it was like Yo, you going boy slid on knee, <laughs> slid all the way down on the mm-hmm. chair I was like no i ain't going I ain't, i'm mm-hmm. not going in there mm-hmm. and i'm like oh okay <laughs> we lost one <laughs> mm-hmm. so i looked at charlie and i like are Yo, you going he was like i ain't going if you ain't going and i'm like well how, wait, hold on time out so this is on me now so if i don't go you ain't going right you can't just go on your own he's like nah if you don't go i'm not going we get to the funeral home mm-hmm. and honestly, I had no control of my body. I hopped out the car and I was right. like, whoa, whoa. Like, mm-hmm. And then we get in the funeral home and then, you, you felt know, like
0: you felt like you kind of had to see him. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but I didn't have control of my body, like my foot. <laughs> let's go. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right, right. And whew, it was nerve-wracking. Wrecking. I yeah, was you, like, you're nah. giving me
0: anxiety right now, bro. I'm just looking at, I got I'm anxious, bro. I ain't gonna lie.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I gotta find the nearest bathroom. So they like, Oh, you here for you know, they says his name, Hakeem. And I'm like, Oh, this is really happening. Mm-hmm. This is like, yeah, he was like, Oh, they, he's you go up, turn left, make a right, he's right there. I said, What? Oh, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> and the lady was like, Yeah, the bathroom is downstairs. So I'm going to the bathroom, Charlie's right behind me. So I thought he went
2: mm-hmm.
1: and charlie leaves the bathroom he goes upstairs he's with his older brother and um i'm like okay this is real this is reality you're not sleeping anymore this is happening so i'm using the bathroom the light shuts off in the bathroom (laughs) i don't know what happened oh man the light shuts off in the bathroom and now i'm freaking out i'm like oh hell no i don't know if i was supposed to say that because you know it's freedom home but i was like oh hell no (laughs) I'll run out. So now I'm like, I right, where did it where did they go? And they're like, oh, they're in there. And I'm like, oh, I can't, I'm not going in there with nobody. I'm just going in there by myself. Okay, cool. And then I'm walking. Hey, what happened? hold on, hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. You mm-hmm. said you said you were looking for the people you were with, right? Yeah. His After older brother and, and Charlie. Okay. Yeah, and then so what happened after that? You said you're looking for them, and then they weren't there, so you had to go in the room by yourself.
1: Yeah, basically, basically, I had to walk inside the room by myself. They was already inside the room. Let's
0: oh, say it like that. They was already inside the room. So you wanted but, to walk in with.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, okay. So
1: now I'm like, oh. Okay, so Papucci's hovering over, you know, King. Papucci's tall, and then Charlie is stuck. That man wasn't even nowhere near the casket. That man he couldn't even get close. Couldn't even get close. Mm. So I'm like, okay, this is your brother. Go see your brother before anybody else get there. Get to the casket. And my brother looks like he is at peace. He looks like he's just sleeping. It's like any moment he can be like, psych, gotcha, right out the casket. Like he looks uh-huh. amazing, man. Like mm-hmm. literally, even though it was a it was a car accident, he looks like he was asleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is my brother. This is this is Akeem. Hakeem is literally laying here. I had no control of my left hand. My left hand just touched his hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is real. This, mm-hmm. He is cold. This is mm-hmm. not no prank, none of that stuff. And I'm just holding his hand, mm-hmm. have my hand over his hand. Some click in my head I was like, okay, you can do this. So after all that, this is when people started calling me weird. I started smiling. You hear me? I started smiling. I was happy wow. that I saw him. The reason why I was happy that I saw him because my grandmother told me at a young age that you can tell when someone is really, really dead and at peace just based off their body. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And she said, if that person like that at peace, you can tell. You can tell. She told me that. You can always tell who's at peace mm-hmm. and who's not. Pause and I didn't understand.
0: Quick. Let me pose you mm-hmm. real quick, bro. But keep that, keep that train of thought. This is important. Remember what you said when he first... When when you first found out he passed away, you were at Six Flags. You looked up. And what did you say? You remember oh, what you said? Oh,
1: um, i wonder if if you're sad right
0: now. Right. So in a sense. What if he's
1: crying, yeah.
0: In a sense, like. Your main worry was his well-being. You were concerned with how he felt. And so for mm-hmm. you kind of like going to see him in the home, even though you saw mm-hmm. him in the casket and that confirmed that he was dead, it was closure for you because it was like he's dead, but he's OK.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's yep. dead, but yes he's sir. OK. You feel me? Because yep. if you go back to the Six Flags, you were like, yo, I wonder if he's sad right now. In your mind, your, your mind is racing. You don't know what's going on. Like You don't know how mm-hmm. he really feels. Yeah. Right. Like, you have no idea how he feels. So, dang, man, that's deep. That's yeah. deep, bro. That's deep. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. But all right, yeah. go ahead. What your what your grandma said.
1: Yeah, so basically, you know, my grand grandma was just basically telling me, you can just tell when someone's at peace or when they, like, completely dead. When she was t- preaching that in a church, I didn't know what she was talking about. I was like, I'm too young to understand what she's talking about. <laughs> I don't even want to be in the church. <laughs> but, you know, I got to be there. Mm-hmm. And she was just preaching on about that. I got back in that call smiling, and that's basically back to that. That's when people was calling me weird. And I get on social media again. There were so many of his friends, and I'm like, mm. so I was like, hey, look, I just went to go see our brother, and um, he's at peace. He looks very peaceful. And with that being said, I literally said this. I, I think I put this this burden on my back. Like, I just, oh, man, I should have never did this. But I literally typed in that post, if you can't be strong, I can be strong for you. Mm. If you can't be strong, I can be strong for you. It's okay. If you want to cry, I'm here.
2: Mm-hmm why
0: why did you do that
1: the reason why i did that was because i felt at peace at that moment you get what i'm saying a so point mm-hmm. where it was like okay i think i can do this i think everyone is going to be okay if i smile if i smile everyone is going to be fine because they see me smiling nobody else should be crying
0: you took a lot of responsibility on for people's feelings, man. You right. Of, and then on top of that, like you did, you it was double because you took responsibility for other people's feelings. while Gaslighting yourself on how you actually really felt like, yeah, you maybe yep. you felt good in the moment. But overall, your your brother still died. Like right. it's a sad moment, you still need time for yourself. So you kind of you kind of you hit yourself twice there. But all right, yes, I did. Yeah.
1: So when that happened, we go back to Brooklyn. Um, Everyone's getting ready for the funeral. I don't know what to wear I'm like damn I don't know what to wear I don't know what to wear so I called his mom I'm like hey look is it okay I already don't have none to wear she said you know it's all right honey it's all right people was not really dressing dressing up dressing up even though mm-hmm. she had on a beautiful dress and you know his older sister had on a beautiful dress and his older brother had on a good suit and I'm like damn I just feel you know Got weird okay. so I'm like okay right so when I get there man you know they asked me to you know pass out the program and letting everybody know what's gonna happen I'm like okay so I'm smiling and passing out programs and Everyone looking at me like, What's going on with this guy? Why is he smiling? So I'm smiling. He go, he go, smiling. Mm. And this is when I had a battle within myself. The man that controlled the vehicle was right in the funeral home. Mm. And I remember telling myself, If I see this guy, excuse my language, I said, I was going to fuck him up. Well, I know what
0: happened. But he?
1: Because basically, he to tell you how the car accident went. When he was driving back, he was rushing to get back because I think he had class or something like that. That's what I was hearing from everybody else. And they say, you know, driving, driving, he fell asleep behind the wheel, got off road, came back on on the road, and the car flipped. Oh my god! And. The only one that passed away was my brother. When I seen him, I don't know how long I was standing there. I really don't know how long I was standing there. But I remember the violence that I wanted to do to this guy. The pain that I wanted to give him so he could feel my pain. Wasn't Mm -hmm. going to bring my brother back. Mm -hmm. So when I gave him the paper, Mm -hmm. I also gave that man a hug. Mm -hmm. Also gave that man a hug. And he was so confused because I literally, was, I felt like I was standing there, and my smile wasn't there. I felt like I was angry, and he knew mm-hmm. it. Gave him program, gave him a hug, went on by my way, started giving everybody else the program.
0: Would you say you let now, it go there? Did you let it go? I there? think I did. Okay,
1: I believe I did. I mm-hmm. believe I did. I, I, he knew he had eyes on him that whole time. Like everyone mm-hmm. else wanted to beat his ass. I'ma just fast forward just a little bit. Literally, I'm sitting in the back. I'm not even in the front with family at this moment. I am just a friend. I'm gonna act like it, I'm sitting there. And you know, you know, I'm reading the, the program at how but it's why supposed to go, though
0: but why though you're not just a friend though?
1: I, I felt like I was just equal to everyone else. I wanted everyone else to feel comfortable in there. You get what I'm saying? Why
0: why are you so, so worried about everybody else though? That's what I'm saying. Like in that honestly, moment, honestly,
1: I, I I was just in a moment, like, you know what, let's just do this. Like
0: man, the funny thing about it, my mom had
1: a higher seat than I did. Mm. <laughs> I'm in a like, I'm not in the back, but I'm on the I'm on the right side of the
0: room in the corner. Mm-hmm. in the corner let me connect some dots for you real quick so mm-hmm. six flags you ask six flags your mom tells you you kind of suck it up so when your friends mm-hmm. come to console you a little bit even though they don't really know what's going on they know you're acting a bit differently you say i'm fine and then i asked you mm-hmm. okay, why did you say i'm fine right then and there you said well because mm-hmm. you know because of what my mom said but then also i remember a past conversation you were like well you didn't want to ruin it for everybody You don't want to ruin Mm -hmm. it for everybody, right? So now Mm -hmm. we're going on, we're moving more, we're moving forward, we're moving forward. You get to see him in the casket. You said you felt at peace because, you know, you felt a little bit more happy because you saw that he was at peace. So then you put the status up like, yo, I could be strong for everybody else. So this is a this is the second time where you're like, you're putting everybody else's needs kind of above yours. Now we get yep. to the funeral. Instead of doing sitting the same with thing. family doing the same and thing. and doing what you need to do, you're doing the same exact thing. You're putting everybody's right. needs above yours. And how you right?
1: Fund. And the crazy and the funny thing about it, his mom was like, hey, you want to sit in the front with us and stuff like that in the house? It's okay. It's all right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit over there. I got a seat over there. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, I'm just regular. I turn my head. You got my public school teachers, well, my elementary teachers. And then you got my middle school assistant principal, principal. You got all these teachers. I'm like, wow, I didn't know they was going to actually show up. You know right. what I'm saying? Cause I did reach out to everybody, and I'm looking. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's almost like, keep looking in the back. My best friend in middle school, Miguel, in the back, and I'm like, oh, Miguel here. Like, yeah, everybody here. Like, I'm happy. I'm, I'm in. I'm happy to see everyone. I'm mm. not paying attention to the, what the pastor's talking about. None of that stuff. I'm just mm. in the, just looking. Right. You get what I'm saying? And I'm like, whoa, this is a lot of people here for my brother. Like, I thought the park was bad. Nah, this funeral, ten times that. So then I come back to reality and the pastor was like we're gonna have a little bit of words from his best friend charlie tyrell and it's like and i'm like oh he's speaking i looked over to charlie charlie looks at me and it's like yo david look listen i know i'm supposed to do this but i can't do this right now can you do this for me and i'm like huh like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. no you're supposed to do this not me no hell no Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. like in my head i'm saying nah can't do it and then like everyone was like yeah do it for us man like you know charlie can't do it do it for us and then when he put that us in it. I was like I right, I'll do it. I'll do it. No mm.
0: problem. Were you No bu- problem. Mm. Were you ready to do that though? Honestly? No, I was not.
1: I was mm. not. You know, I get up there and I was like, how am I going to start? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do what my grandma do. So I was like, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. And I was like, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. And I'm like, I, I just wanted to do that. I, you didn't have to do it back. You know, I'm just joking around with people, people laughing and stuff like that. And then I'm going on and I'm telling them, like, even though we are here for the, the death of my brother here, Akeem, this was amazing to see everyone here. And I spoke to everyone, like, my grandmother once told me that you can tell when someone is at peace. And I was like, I want everyone to look at Akeem, because I think the casket was too was So I want everyone to look at Akeem he is still at peace mm-hmm. i was just going with the flow telling them that this is amazing to see people here and you guys just continue to live your life and just know that life is very 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 short you you may think you know you have a tomorrow you may not have a tomorrow mm-hmm. do what you can now and i was like i talked to his mom i was like listen um even though Akeem is not here and i and i know i can't replace him mm-hmm. no one can replace him mm-hmm. no one can replace that hole in your heart but i said i will be here No matter what. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Mother's Day, you name it. David's going to be there for you no matter what. And Mm -hmm. if you need anything, even if it's like the last $100 in my pocket, you can have it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I would treat you like my mom. I'm just having a beautiful speech. And honestly, I don't remember my words, but I am looking in the crowd and I see people smiling now. Mm -hmm. After my speech, literally everyone stood up and started clapping. I never felt like that before. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, oh man, Kofi, I had to walk out after Why that now? speech i had to walk out i i felt like my emotions started to connect mm-hmm. so i walked out and they're like yo david we go i'm like nah, i just i just need some air i just need some air mind you, i don't need no air i'm good i'm okay i'll go outside i looked around go around the corner <laughs> to the parking lot and mm-hmm. i started crying bro because, always crying uh, in private his cousin steph he saw me he came up to me. Gave me the strongest hug, hug of my life. Mm. And he's like, yo, it's okay, bro. It's okay, bro. And then mm. I'm giving him excuses like, yo, man, it's hot in there. And, you know, this is happening, that happening. And I'm tired of it, it's pissing me off. He was like, yo, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not really telling him why I was crying. The reason it's why like, you
2: can't cry. Felt, the
1: reason why I was crying was because I felt happy. I felt that the, I'm going to be strong for you. I'm fine. It's okay. It's all right. All that stuff, literally, I threw it in the crowd and people smiled and clapped. Like, I never felt so much joy. Like, damn, like, this is how y'all treating me? Like, wow. Mm -hmm. So the tears, honestly, those tears wasn't sad tears or, like, hurtful tears. It was happiness. I'm not one of those to like speak in front of crowds and Stuff like that And Mm -hmm. then when I stepped out my comfort zone And did that It was like wow this is amazing Mm -hmm. So when that happened And he gave me a hug I go back in there And I just want to go home at this point So we get to the end And I'm like okay Everyone's got to view Keen before they get out You know how they do it Stand up View the body Go outside go home i was like okay this is the if you're not strong i'll be strong for you i'm standing close to the casket i'm smiling i'm looking at Kim like he, he looks peaceful and stuff like that i'm standing there before people get to the casket and i'm grabbing everyone that's crying and i'm holding i'm hugging them like it's okay and the next person next person that's crying i'm hugging them saying it's okay you get what, mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then this is when jewel comes in the picture jewel him, it's like okay, oh, you come see the the body with me and stuff i'm like yeah sure and you know we go view the body and stuff like that jewel is falling. Back then, I only weighed like probably like a hundred pound, hundred ten.
2: <laughs> was,
1: Jew was, Jew was heavy. So I was like, oh, uh, okay, all right. Uh, She's oh, oh. and I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. I'm like, it's okay. He looks, he looks at peace. It's all right. It's all right. And then like, you know, I had a white T-shirt on. And this little smudge. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna catch her. She gonna wash this shirt because uh, she did, did too much for me. Mm. And then like, you know, now it comes for the family looking at the body. And this is when. His mom broke into tears. And I know everyone out there can hear her. She's saying, my king, king, why king, why my son, why my son breaking down? And that's when it also hit home for me. And tears was coming down my face. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. And to hear the pain, I, f- I heard the pain from my heart. And to hear that pain from my heart come out and speak mm-hmm. hurts me. Because I knew she was truly heartbroken. Right. I can't hug her and say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I can't do that. She has to grieve. She Mm got to grieve.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: everyone knows... it's coming to hold her like, oh, it's okay. It's all right. And in my head, I'm pissed off. Like, no, she got to let this out. She got to go through this because she got to grow. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even though this is going to be the worst painful thing of her life, she have to grow because mm-hmm. we all have to understand that Kim is not here no more, but mm-hmm. it's going to hurt her more, but she have to let it out. You guys have to let her grieve. No one was trying to let her grieve, bro. Everyone, mm. all in her face, stuff like that. It's pissing me off. And he's like, "Oh, wipe your tears. Okay, she's nodding her head and stuff like that." And I'm like, "Okay, why tell her to stop crying?" But then, like in my head, I'm like, "Son, told me, like, you didn't cry yet.
0: Exactly. I was just about to say." You get what I'm saying? saying? <laughs> yeah. You Uh didn't cry
1: yet. I'm like, all right, whatever. So next day comes, we are literally going to put Keen to rest. And I pull up and everyone there, everyone gets in the car and stuff like that. We going to Canarsie Cemetery to put him to rest. Mm -hmm. This is when... My emotions was knocking at the door. Right. Literally a big old hard knock at the door, like real strong. And I am being nonchalant. Like, no I'm good. Like, I'm good. I'm cool. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. Fighting these emotions and stuff like that. Then J.D. comes over and tell me you've been strong enough for all of us. Like you did it already. It's okay. Right. Let it go.
0: J.D. gave she you permission. Said,
1: right. When she said, let it go, I ran into his brother arms. Then Terrence was with me, and then Charlie was with me, and we are crying. I don't know how long we was crying. I didn't even want to see them put Keem six feet under. Lord knows, if I would have saw that, I probably would have jumped in there. Probably yeah. would have jumped in there. And I'm crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. Then when I finally stopped to cry, everyone else was like gone. All the cars is gone and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. And then in my head, I heard something. Do you see all these people here? These are the people that's going to be here for you basically clearing the way for me i was like okay jd and chippy we got eddie here we got roland all right we got we got Devonte, we got darnell mm-hmm. you know pointing everyone out
2: mm-hmm. and i'm
1: like okay that's what he was telling me that these people are going to be here for you mm-hmm. that eased my mind a little bit but at the end i only had two months of peace until i dealt with deaths again right and that right there was my two months apiece. And, you know, I'm enjoying myself with them, and his friends and stuff like that. We went to Atlantic City. Everyone enjoyed Thanksgiving together in the household. We even shared New Year's together. But then when 2017 came, that's when everything went dark for me. That was when I lost my grandmother. Okay. you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. and then I'm like okay I don't know what's going on here and then my dad he's not shedding tears you know and this is his mom and I'm so confused I felt uneased and telling people that I was lost mm-hmm. and that was crazy for me and then a week later after that my grandfather passed away and those mm-hmm. were the last thousands in my family so I'm like okay January 16th my grandma passed away and then whole week passed, he's gone mm-hmm. so now i'm like i don't know what to go i don't know what to do right now i'm losing my mind mm-hmm. go to february hopefully this will be a good month for me i don't got to think about things and then i lost my aunt i basically consider her my aunt it's my mom's best friend Jardine, but she's like an aunt to me
2: mm-hmm.
1: she was also like a strong piece in my life she was also telling me you know oh, you're a great drummer keep drumming and stuff like that when everyone else was telling me i was whack, she was like you're good at it you're good at it keep going at it and stuff like that
2: mm-hmm. she's gone mm-hmm. that
1: Right there, I was like, okay, I'm losing it. I don't know what to do anymore. And then this is when some of the people I met at the funeral started to change on me, calling me fake and saying, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm just trying to figure out when did I become fake? When did this happen? What mm-hmm. did I do for you guys to call me fake? What happened here? And I just felt like people were just picking on me. Like people were just like outing me out, just to out me out for no reason. Mm. Fast forward then, Keem Godmother, who I was also very close with, um, she was battling cancer and she's supposed to be released from the hospital so we went to go see her she knew what was going on and she was like hey i know you and jd is not on good terms but let me just share what happened between her and her best friend and she told me what happened to her and her best friend and she's saying no matter what you have to fix this with at least jd because she told me like this like if kim was here and you guys got an argument you guys will fix it right and i was like yeah of course that's like, right. my brother he's like okay it's the same thing for jd she was like right. you never know when you need somebody in the future mm. and i guess she was trying to say she's one of them that i might need right. and you know i I shouldn't like just cut her off. And then when that happened, I was trying to reach out to JD and JD trying to reach out to me. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm trying. She's not trying. You know, I spoke to Keen Mom. She was like, but did you call? I didn't call.
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't call.
1: I'm not calling. <laughs> like, I'm being hard. Now. I'm not calling her. I text her. She see my text message and not happening. Fast forward, I'm like, okay, I can't do this. We move on. And then now I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell Selena that I can't hold this promise. Like, she's not reaching out. I'm trying my best. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell her that I can't keep this promise. Right. Go to the hospital. This was when everything changed in my life for me. I get to the hospital. Everyone's sitting in a waiting room. They're like, oh, hey, son, come in. Let me speak to you before you go in there. This is keep mom. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. And she's like, hey, look, um, Selena's not looking like herself. I just want to let you know that. I'm like, okay, cool. It's not a problem. I just want to speak to her. She was like, son, you get in there, just try to hold yourself together. And I'm like, huh? I don't know what's going on. I go in the room. And, oh, man, she is on life support. Like, basically, it's pumping her heart. Mm -hmm. It's keeping her alive. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I came to the hospital to say, I can't keep this promise. And she's here fighting for her life. Right. What is going on? So I'm so scared. I come out the room. I'm crying. And people come to pray over Selena and stuff like that. But this is when I had, like, a battle within myself they want her to stay here they want her to heal and i'm upset and i'm like why am i upset that's when it clicked in my head i'm like no i want her to be at peace you know what i'm saying even if mm-hmm. she's not here or not mm-hmm. i want her to be at peace so i'm like okay after they finish praying i'm gonna stay in the room and i'm gonna do a little prayer for myself and you know i asked god i'm like hey look even though everyone here i just want her at peace i want her to get away from this pain right i look out the window and i'm saying god if you have to take a home take a home mm-hmm. I just want her at peace. And then I had to leave the hospital. Leave the hospital, right? When we get to East New York, mind you, I think this was in Manhattan. So we drove all the way to East New York. When we get to East New York, Keem Mom calls Keem's sister, Lexi, and said that, you know, she passed away. Mm. As soon as we left the hospital, she passed away. And I was just shocked. And I was like, what did I just pray for? And now I'm beating myself up. I was just depressed and i'm losing people in my circle people don't want to talk to me i'm just dark and Mm -hmm. i'm just going through it going through it going through it and then in like june i heard that uh remember the church passed away and i was also close with her and i had to go to that funeral and then Mm -hmm. you know i also lost you know i had because i had two cats at the time well actually three and i lost one she was she got sick and she had to go and i'm like great now i'm dealing with death with animals as well that one passed away and then come to find out jerry Dean's son-in-law was on a motorcycle and he got in an accident on a motorcycle and he passed away mm. now that's june july and i'm like oh my god i am dealing with too much i still didn't grieve for nothing me personally i still didn't grieve officially for my brother's death right the way i'm supposed to and i'm dealing with all this and i'm like okay right. what the hell is going on so
0: how um, did you start the grieving process so you dealt okay. with all these losses like right well so the grieving how, process how did you start started, going through that process now
1: all right so the grieving process started with i consider him like an uncle of my Deshaun father damon rosier you mm. know i'm just speaking to him about things and stuff like that and he was just telling me like hey look it's a right to cry it's a right to let it out you mm-hmm. just have to make sure that you don't fight back your tears just let it out right and you know i'm just Talking to him about a lot of things, personal stuff, things in the house, relationships, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know what? You need, to, uh, you need to get away from everything. I'm planning a cruise in August. Let's go on a cruise in August. I'm like, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. going on a
1: cruise in August. And I'm feeling happy. I feel relieved. I'm not thinking about things. And I'm like, okay, I am happy.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm happy. So now the end of the cruise comes around. And we going back home and me and him was on a plane. He said, hey, Let's sit next to me. Sit next to him. And he's telling me like he had this big old gig coming up. He's about to blow up because he was a comedian. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm because mm-hmm. he's actually was funny to me too. He was a hilarious. funny man. And he's like, yeah. And then we're gonna go on a cruise in New Orleans soon. It was like, You gonna come with us too? And I'm like, okay, cool. So I actually got, got someone to like vent to and be happy with. Right. And then we all come back home, September comes, and I get a call from Brandon. It was like, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. I'm like, well, what the hell is going on? What are you talking about? He's like, Unk is dead. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. What do you mean? He's not, he's still here. So I was like, you know what? For me to confirm this, let me call his son, mm-hmm. call Deshaun. I'm like, Unk, because I also call him Unk as well. I'm like, yo, Unk, please tell me it's not true. He was like, bro, I don't know if it's true. I'm on my way right now to see the body to confirm that it's him. And I'm like, okay, cool. So now I'm sitting in my house, walking back and forth. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? What am I going to do if I lose this man? because he was the one I was vetting to mm-hmm. then Deshaun coming back was like yeah this this is my fault he's, he's gone I broke down and I couldn't do it couldn't do it at all I'm crying mm-hmm. I'm crying I'm crying I'm crying and I'm like I don't know what I gotta do I gotta do something but I don't know what I'm supposed to do and I go through his funeral and I'm just like looking at Deshaun Deshaun's doing what I used to do at my brother's funeral not crying beautiful speech smiling stuff like that And I'm like nah this is not normal and After he was literally the 10th person I lost in the whole entire year span from whatever, how long it took. I was like, you know what? I got to go to therapy because Mm. I'm losing people. I'm losing people left and right. I'm losing friends.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm depressed. I have a girlfriend and I'm emotionally unavailable. She wants to do this. She wants to do that. And I have the illest lost face in the whole entire world. Like you can see that I'm lost. And I'm like, nah, I can't do this. I'm going to therapy. When I went to therapy, everything was out. I was telling everything and I felt great. And that's how, you know, I became me again because I right. felt like I was touching my heart and my emotions a little bit. And
0: so you're saying like the grieving process for you was kind of like you basically fake used Unk as your therapist for a while and then after mm-hmm. he passed you had to go mm-hmm. and find a real therapist but even between all that like if we look at like steps that you took like a process first of all you got validation that your emotions and what you're feeling were valid through Unc and mm-hmm. several people but Unc really did it for you is what it sounds like and then you did stuff that made you feel good like you went on a cruise you started going out with them you started spending more time yeah. with Unk and that made you feel good let's get past him passing away after you know you lost that outlet you realize like okay i have some stuff going on i need some mm-hmm. kind of outlet let mm-hmm. me go and find therapy right and in therapy you you kind of like rediscovered yourself and you know the mm-hmm. story goes on from there so how long did you yeah. do therapy for
1: okay i did it six months but i did it in 2018. so it took me a while to find therapists. therapist And when I was going through therapy, I was also going through school. So I did it from March 2018 all the way to October 2018. That's when I graduated from school. And that's when I also stopped because I was like, okay, I'm happy. I'm at peace.
2: Mm, Okay.
1: I don't think I need to continue. Right. And I just felt like me again. And I started, you know, gaining my friends back. Mm -hmm. You know, I just started to to see myself in a mirror again. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was clear and I was like, okay, we mm-hmm. doing this. I'm mm-hmm. happy. Let's keep this thing going. But then like, started to losing myself again. And I'm like, okay, therapy. Mm-hmm got my behind right back in therapy i just kept going for it and i'm like okay and then i took a break again and then i lose myself again i'm, like, I'm gonna take my behind back to therapy so you know why,
0: why? what do you mean you lose yourself again though like what's happening okay like because you went to therapy for eight months then you got you said you felt fine what was going on when you got out
1: okay so when i graduated from electrical school i was officially like you know what i'm gonna leave t-mobile and become an electrician when i became an electrician I went through the most scariest time of my life. They had me like literally underneath ground, not even in the basement. Like I was deep underneath. Like I felt mm-hmm. like I could touch the center of the earth. Like that's how deep it was. And I had to put up temporary lights. And I'm asking people like, "Can I move this? These pieces on the floor so I can put up the light?" They wasn't speaking English. So I was like, "Hey, can I move this? Can I move this to show them?" Like pointed, to like, "Can I move?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So mm-hmm. I move it. I put the light on the floor, and then I. the ladder up i'm trying to go on the ladder and i fall deep into a hole full of water and mind you this is where the crane's supposed to go and it had all these chemical waters and stuff like that in it and man i don't know what happened to me i fell in there blacked out i woke up and i'm standing there looking at two co-workers of mine so i'm like oh thank you for saving me thank you for saving me They're like what the hell are you talking about Mm -hmm. why are you so i'm like huh y'all didn't save me they're like what are you talking about they was like whoa hold on they you know they follow my wet tracks or whatever and they was like are you fell in this and i'm like yeah they was like nah you gotta call the ambulance (laughs) you gotta get a Mm -hmm. lawyer you gotta get up out of here because you're not supposed to even fall in this Mm -hmm. and i'm like what i call my manager from t-mobile he was like yo call the ambulance get your ass out of there i'm like all right cool called ambulance got myself out of there you know my brother called me back was like yo what's going on i'm like i'm here and then you know the head boss is in the ambulance with me and stuff like that he was like get them out of there get them out the ambulance Not supposed to be in the back with you i'm like what they're like yo they're not supposed to be in the back with you get them out the ambulance it's only supposed to be you in the ambulance what are you doing and i'm like okay so i told Mm -hmm. the emt guy i'm like hey look i feel uncomfortable can they leave he was like all right they're like well you heard him get out they're like what they was like, get out. And then fast forward, I get in the hospital. They run a test on me. And they do all these, these x-rays, stuff like that, and make sure everything's good with me. They're like, you can go home. We're going to mm-hmm. have you come back another day. And we're going to tell you what's the next procedures and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, cool. And when I got home, that's when I fell into depression again. I'm sitting in the dark. I didn't want to get a haircut. I had no job. I'm just... Sitting on my couch, just watching stuff. And it's just like, wow, what am I going to do with my life? I'm done for. Like, I'm done. Like, I thought the EMT thing was for me. Didn't happen. I didn't know what to do. And then I got a call from my manager from T-Mobile. And he's like, hey, look, man, how's everything? And I told him, like, yo, to be honest, man, I'm lost. Like, I don't know what to do. Right. I was like, I got no job. I thought the electrical thing was going to be for me, and it wasn't. And he was like, he was like, you know what? We cool like that. Apply for T-Mobile again. We're going to rush you through the process, and then we're going to get you a job. I'm going to get you in here soon. And when he said that, I was like, what? He was like, come on. About to make a call right now as soon as I hang up on you. I'm like, okay, I'm applying. They're saying I'm coming back, stuff like that. And then when I get to T-Mobile and I walk in there, he smiles at me and was like, welcome back, and gave me a hug. And I felt at peace for a moment but I still was depressed so you know I was just using him as a therapist as well and not trying to go back to my therapist right you know I'm speaking to him about certain things and you know he's giving me great advice but I was like I need something more you know what I'm saying so that's when I went back to therapy again kept up with it and then that's when you know I came in at peace and decided to find a different career path which is you know being EMT and then you know everything is history from there
0: It sounds like you were in and out of therapy a little bit. You tried to use different people as therapists and you got, you know, you end up getting depressed after you got out of therapy. But then you went back to therapy and started figuring your life out and stuff. So for the most part, I guess the answer to dealing with loss is Mm -hmm. to express yourself. If that means expressing yourself to a friend or ideally going to a therapist. you, you were good in about eight months and you felt like you could go back into just being by yourself and not having a therapist. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you still ended up going back. You going to therapy was like a space where you felt like you could really comfortably talk about what you were dealing with. And I feel like that's what you were yeah. struggling with in all of those stories that you told me, like you were struggling with just not having someone that you felt comfortable enough to talk to about your problem. And that's mm-hmm. a common problem that a lot of people have is just not having somebody they feel comfortable enough to talk to about what mm-hmm. they're going through, man. So therapy, man, therapy. I'm glad you mentioned that because I didn't even know therapy was what it what it was for you. I yeah, really thought it was something else. I'm glad you mentioned I, therapy. Yeah, it was a mixture of things, obviously, but therapy. Yeah. I mean, is one of the mm-hmm. one of the bigger components. Definitely big because it started like connecting like the dots. Like, why
1: would I shut out on my friends? Okay, the reason why you would shut out, shut out on your friends was because you know when I try to express myself when I was a kid, it was always oh I don't want to hear it or all, all the stuff, and I'm like right. okay, no one wants to hear me, so I'm gonna just stay quiet. You won't hear nothing from me. Right. I would just shake it off like I don't know. He also brought in another therapist just to shed light on certain things that he wasn't well aware of. And she would tell me certain things. And we were just putting David back together in pieces.
0: That's it for this episode. If you like what you heard or you feel like it could help somebody, please share and subscribe. As always, we're going to leave you off with a song or a snippet from a video that we found interesting. So here's Menace Interlude by (laughs) J-Rob.
3: It, I'm the best boy. to know. Where is it? You yeah, I like to see. the You spoke to just me. We always gon' get, get it. The roof always missing. Missin'. We always gon' bawl. Gonna... Ain't talking no pippin'. Talkin no she always gon' call. But I'm always missing. But I'm always gonna... Been trapping too long You was trapping for minutes I've been up trapping for days Busy, I'm switching them lanes I take a perk every day I'm tryna switch up my ways I cannot change all my game No way But let's see the way that I came Okay I make this shit look so easy Whatever I do, she won't leave me She said I be cheating the greasy I, I don't mean it, but leave me. like oh, like, oh. We switching the codes. I get respect like the Pope. I hit your bitch in the law. I gotta have it, don't care what it costs. I gotta habit, it, don't care about your laws. Don't care about your You might turn to a boss. Shit, that's what it costs. It- These diamonds be froze. Whole gang taking off. Catch a player anymore? The runs ain't me cough My niggas gon' get it. The roof always missing. We always gon' ball. Ain't talking no pippin. Ain't talking no She always gon' call. She always call. But I'm always missing. But I'm always Been trapping too long. You was trapping for minutes. I have been up trapping for days. Busy, I'm switching them lanes. I take a perk every day. I'm tryna switch up my ways. I cannot change on my game. No way. But let's see the way that I came. Okay.
0: Yo, you still here? If you listen to the whole episode, that means you obviously like the podcast. There's nothing wrong with that, but just go to com slash store and buy yourself some merch to help support.